my gosh, Michael, wow, look, look. We're in the home of the enemy, Kathleen. Michael. Hey, tells you, cheers, Just Kathleen. enjoy your holiday, Jesus, Michael. Cameron and Trace, I'm in. Michael, Good Michael, luck. there's you no need. need. There's Cuts. no need for any Royalty. of this. Oh. Michael, what? Michael. So we're gonna get back into this. Yeah. So the other question, question I wanted yeah. to ask uh, before uh, before anybody else asks, I wanted to ask like, it's, uh, like like mental health uh, situation is happening in everybody's daily life and being in um, the lockdown for over I don't know if it's over or almost a year. I forgot because I'm just oh right here. I, I'm starting, starting to get like a, a the norm, the oh. new norm now. You know, as in what's how how can it help like kids? Especially, you know, they're just turning 18 and they obviously want to go out to club with their friends and they can't do that at the moment. They just basically turn, going into adulthood in the pandemic. How would you help someone like that? I couldn't even begin to imagine how to be like, how to be like because when I was like 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, I was, I was out. I didn't have pubs and pubs. And yeah, I couldn't even imagine what it'd be like and what that is going to take on them mentally and you know when you're going to see that come to the surface because a lot of things with mental health they bubble up bubble up until a few years after the actual effect of the trauma so you don't yeah. like you, you don't see you can't even begin to imagine what's going to happen three four or five years down the line and we already have a mental health crisis in this country when it comes to getting appointments and stuff so it's gonna like it's gonna be hell in a few years down the road, and I suppose like the only thing I could say to ages, age is just like you know do do something you love and put your effort into that outside of your studies. Do do you know, if you're playing football, just play it, play it, all on your all on your own or whatever. Do something that's write write, write music, write music, write lyrics, write poetry, write use some form of artistic expression, whether it even be. Pretending to be a fucking farmer on your phone. Do something. You know what I mean? Do something. Do something. <laughs> my, 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 my kind of philosophy on life is always that. I don't, I don't, my biggest fear is to win part and leave this, this, this earth without yeah. having left a kind of mark on it. That can, be, that can be anything. That can be a poem that was printed in a paper, a local paper. At least yeah. something that you can break your great great grandson and go look. Your great great granddad wrote this poem about about you or about me. Yeah, yeah. And to have that is fucking is like having a hand to your grandfather through time. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. you, you, you know what, Steve? You you've actually uh, reminded me of something as you were speaking. Uh, I didn't actually even. Uh, I think none of the boys actually know this. So. Not most of the people. I think it's just between me and uh, a few people who I spoke to. I also had a like a breakdown myself. I don't know if you can hear me. Yeah, was it? Was it? It was uh, months ago. And obviously, right now I'm on the journey of recovery. But I didn't tell a lot of people, and maybe it's even that's my fault. That's a Malawian mentality in me. Mm. But I spoke I to spoke. somebody, and uh, they were very professional. And uh, somebody referred me to somebody to buy a phone. I had a number. They kept on texting me. They had a phone call with me. Uh, it was uh, all, it had, it had to do with me sitting in an environment where I couldn't go anywhere. 
I was just stuck at home. And uh, as, as just because in our family, we lost our dad. And when we lost our dad, we never had anybody uh, sit there, talk to us. Believe it or not, after he died, I was brought all the way from a plane, straight the next day at home, saw his dead body in, the, in my uh, TV room or in the coffin. After that, goodbye. Immediately, I was handed his keys, his wallet, his belt, and told that, oh, you're the firstborn, you go ahead and uh, look after your, your family. Now, I had two sisters had two to look after, two, uh, a brother to look after. Things didn't go so well. My sisters went to England. Me and my brother stayed. We stayed drinking every day. Nobody was asking us why we were drinking. They were just saying, ah, they're drinking. Yeah, I actually met Fred. They were just saying, oh, they're drinking. A couple of times. Yeah, that's great. They're spending that, that's money. But me and my brother, when we sit down, we were mostly breaking down. And we were saying, why has this happened to us? Why this? But nobody spoke to us. So I took all this baggage, which I suppressed inside me came in months ago i don't know what happened i all the time i've always uh, said i'm strong i always smile things just came together and boom that was my breakdown and i just broke down for the whole week and uh with, if i didn't speak to this guy i think i was heading towards um some or point which i don't think was gonna be great yeah because i was i, I even had uh, my own boss ask me that are you fine uh, how are you doing uh because at that time I, I don't know if people noticed me, but I was just not in the right place. And uh, that's what you keep saying. That thing. Maybe sometimes it's good to do things, uh, be out there, have a walk. Because the guy on the phone told me the same thing. It's like, you've never spoken to anybody about your that, that he spoke to me, how it went. It's like, how did you feel? How did you feel somebody just handing you keys? How have you been? Uh, have, have you ever spoken to your mom? I was like, no, I feel embarrassed because I'm the first one. If I speak to my mom, she'll be like, you're the first one. Be responsible. You're a man now. So I just remember what you just said there, that sometimes it's good to do other things because right now I have started going out, running for the first time. I've been, I've, after I gained weight, I didn't run for so long. So I've been doing these exercises, doing my diet, um, started reading books. It sort of helped me. But... Um, Believe it or not, I was going the wrong way myself also. So I just remember, as you said, it's good to do other things. It's the same words the guy told me on the phone, which inspired me right now. Right now. So you know what? Let me change and put everything down. But yeah, that's all I wanted to just add to the guys here. Well, to be honest, you're, you're, you're not alone. Like I've, I've had uh, suicidal thoughts like twice so far. That was uh, that was in 2013 when I came to Ireland and uh, I pretty much pretty lost much my mother and um, uh, I didn't have anyone to support me and I was trying to figure out and I was from coming like, like I think 2013 2012 I was like, I was like uh, had a breakup and everything of that sort and I thought well you know what I don't have anything now and uh, all I can do is just you know step out of this world and. Um, mm. I st I remember that night I stayed up and I was just drinking and drinking and um, we we were living in an apartment which uh, the balcony was overlooking the, the it's more of a pond a huge pond that goes around the the premises. And I, was I remember I think myself, the place yeah yeah and I was thinking to myself I said if I jumped here, they'd probably find my body in the water and everything and stuff like that. And um, I don't know what really happened at that moment. Then, well, because I was standing there at the edge, and then I walked back into the apartment, and I just sat down like uh, on the table, and I just broke down. And um, uh, one of my friends came through, and then we, you know, we had a chat, and then 
he didn't know what was happening. And uh, I fought through that myself. And then moving forward, like I just started working, you know, on my life. And I was just like, you know, I improved my life in this, this way. And then recently last year, like COVID happened and um, there I was, uh, I was laid off and everything. And then uh, I was thinking to myself, so what's the next plan in life and everything. And uh, as, uh, you know, as Steve was saying there, it's like uh, over in Ireland, they don't really take it serious. Like you have to go through so many stages to talk to people, the support team of, uh, you know, emergency, if there's any like mental health issues and stuff like that. And I text them and I say, you know, I feel a bit suicidal and, uh, you know, I don't feel like you know, being around. I was around, I think, in May. And uh, they text me back and they're like, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm not okay. I feel like, you know, something bad's going to happen. And they're just like, how do you feel? And I was like, I just told you I'm not okay. And then what I did was I just deleted the text and just closed that. Didn't write back because that didn't really help me. And I feel that you are right to say that uh, the support system when it comes to mental health issues in Ireland, it really doesn't work right because... There's so many so, paths that really need to be eliminated because it's a barrier where people, sometimes people that are depressed don't talk. And yeah. people that are stressed now don't know that the, the path to that leads to depression and then you just break down and you're gone. So yeah. there is no one else to hold you at that stage. There is no one else to hold you to say, let's go back and try to fix this thing because when you're in big problems around here as you figure out yourself so when it comes to mental health issues it is like uh, every every person goes through it but uh, it's yourself to break break through from that uh, situation because i've seen myself going through it twice and there wasn't anyone even if i tried to explain to like you know my friends and everyone like like they don't get that last step to say, you know what, I could actually just exit this and mm. I don't want to be a burden to you to you or whoever is, you know, listening to me. So it's, we are here, but like Patrick said, like he feared to talk to us and uh, like, um, not actually fear, but he just didn't find the confidence to talk to us because then, you know, we didn't give him that, you know, that uh, opportunity for him to have confidence in us to, you know, talk about it and which is that's where that's we, we would say that uh, we are a problem ourselves where we don't give people a chance to talk to us you know especially as males males like as men we because i I'm, i grew up in an area like over or west side and it didn't have a bad reputation or it didn't have a good reputation years ago like like if some if someone said they have something like their mental health, you slag them. You slag the living shit out of them. That's what you do. Like we slag everyone every day, and that's what we do. That's what we still do today. Still do today with a lot of my friends. Like as soon as they call into their the door, I'm gonna ride your album. You know what I mean? It's just it's it's straight on constant. You know what I mean? So so to come out in that kind of environment and go, I was thinking of kiss, thinking of killing myself. Like, mm. You just wouldn't do it. You might might. Touching it, sort of in a roundabout way when you be on job, job, but it's never again. Trust again, you know it's that kind of way. And there, when you're there, when you try to like the biggest step in the world is to fucking come out and say it to like, yeah, like yeah, you yeah. know, yourself that there's a problem here. I'm afraid that I'm afraid of at this moment, at this moment, and 
when you take that step, getting getting back to help you, most most, it's like you know that's like the that's like the tree branching and you're holding yourself over a river because you're mm-hmm. grasping at that. If that's not there, it's like like it's all saying back to saying back to you, you're alone. You know what I mean? And that mm-hmm. is a scary thing. And then it's just you and just you and your brain after that. Like, and it's life and death. It's you. It's you thinking of ways to do, have the courage. Have the courage. Like, like I was like I was going to do it. And I, I I was angry at myself because I was too cowardly to do it. I was actually actually angry at myself. I pissed off and pissed off and really depressed because I didn't do it. Stop me, stop me. Like, I went to Chester, all the city, all the city. They barricaded. They blocked off a street. I turned. I put it into reverse. I was going to flake around again. And mm. then I said, fuck it first. And I just went down to them, went down to them and they said, look, you need help. And I was like, yes, please. Wow. You know what I mean? And, and I was angry at myself because I didn't do it. I mean, that's I mean. That's, that's kind of... Yeah, yeah. Like, 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 I fucking... Like, it's almost like I wasted everyone else's time and I didn't do it. And it was in the, in the psych, in the psychiatric unit. And they took mm. my phone, they took it off me. And like, I was like pleading with them i was like i need to be home my my brother's there my dad's gonna mind me there's people at home i'm i'm in here on my own with no telly with no phone no nothing and it just it fell on deaf ears and uh, the doctor was just like she was english which made it worse and he goes like you have to you have to stay for the night and i said look if you're going to stay here i'm gonna i'm gonna fucking break this place up and i'm gonna break you up and that's what i said not out of life I just wanted I wanted to be at home I want like it was a very traumatic thing and I wanted to be back I wanted to be here with my brother and teach and just and just you know what I mean like they were waiting for me my brown bar with bar with books was and I just was and I just wanted to be able to leave with him you know what I mean and I wasn't allowed one, but one doctor came in later on that evening and he sat down on the bed and he started chatting with me and he was really really nice and he goes Steve just stay here for the night You'll be hmm. released in the morning. We just have to do that because for your own safety. And he explained it a bit better. He didn't just say, well, to, you know, like the other doctor, like, well, you can do what you want or something then, you know, then, you know, that kind of fucking way. Explain, he explained yeah, what was yeah. rational, rationale for holding me. And I accepted that. And I eat great, eat great, but I sleep and sleep and woke up and went home then, went home then you know, so it was... It's it's always a sim- like a, a sympathetic better than better than anything in the situation. What was your um, biggest decision that you made in that situation to just uh, probably not to not, not to uh, I suppose the biggest the biggest decision was to to I suppose hand myself in and not and not do the opposite, which was I, I uh, there was two op- options for me to to. to Flee the flee the other way, and yeah, yeah. To, uh, to reverse and speed up and crash into them and take whatever however out, just take me mm. out, and take them out, take everything. Which would have been like, um, like, like, looking back at it now, could you imagine the stain that stain that would leave on my family name for generations? Mm. That I was the fellow killed and killed four guards and guard or guard or six guards and and they what did they do to deserve that we're only trying we're only trying to to tell you know what i mean mm. but i think i wasn't i wasn't in a right mental state i wasn't me that's god's going to talk about it like to say um yeah you know like we all fear to shame our families in a way we all live up to you know you know 
continue the family name as in you know with respect and uh, i feel i feel that is a big issue as well like uh, going forward like in the world like where you have so much pressure and uh, you look on the internet and you see everyone's doing great everyone's you know um just having the time of their life and uh, you look at yourself and you say there is no progress there. Uh, we don't like i don't see any results co coming through you know my way and everything and um it's just in that situation that's where it's really tough because people are hiding behind phones and they don't know they don't know where to go and what to do with their life because uh completely fabricated make-believe worlds like could you imagine just oh, oh, a young african-american base base Yep. Like, when she goes onto her Instagram, what is she? She she's seen this complete distortion of what beautiful is. She's seen everyone living brilliant lives. Everyone, everyone, everyone standing beside cars that they don't fucking own or that they're music for music videos. You know what I mean? So like, and then, and then people, people foster that then to prey on them, to sell them things. You can be these people. You will be happy if you have the Ferrari. You will be. Yeah. You will be you Sexy if you wear this, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. We each onto the each onto authorities to fucking sell, fucking sell produce, and that's our that's our system, our system, our whole our whole system, taking advantage of people's insecurity to sell them crap they don't fucking need that will never bring you happiness. Mm. Like I I I I have, I have an okay care. I had three cares at the fucking time for reasons I don't know, but like at that time, that night, that night, mm. no money in the earth, no care was making me feel happier not wanting to kill myself. I had had wow. a, a physical uh, possession was was consoling my heart back into town into town driving. You know, mm. none of none, none of those things mattered for shit. Mm. So it's a situation how how do you handle, you know, just like online bullying? Because uh, that really messes up people's, you know, mentality of situations like I I get it for it a, for it a lot, but I, I screen just screenshot it. And that's what what happened. Fuck them. They're gonna get on my page. They're gonna threaten my family or make fun of my brother who has a disability. Mm. And if you lose or your girlfriend leaves you or leaves you or you get all your social media deleted, I don't give a fuck. Because if he said that's the that's the least thing, thing that's gonna happen to him because he's to, to my face in town. Then it's going to be a different whole kettle. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. So he's very lucky that it's me online this into him, into him because if it was in real life, he did. He was well, like, <laughs> I, I was. Gonna... Be, Obi knows that too well. <laughs> Say that one time. Yeah. I was going to ask you more in terms of that, but just in terms mm. of what's going on right now. Um, mm. What do you feel needs to be done to um, actually just nip cyberbullying in the bud? Just stop this. Um, um, obviously, people are starting to boycott so social media um, to yeah, sort of yeah. make a stand. I don't think ever, ever eliminate bullying. I, re I really don't think we can ever, we can never eliminate it. Mm -hmm. like, there's always one or two, there's always the, re the, the, the prime and he comes from like he's insecure, insecure, or he's born in that home. Because a lot of studies, a lot of that that they're mirroring what they see at home. 
they're probably being bullied by blah blah blah. And then there's the the, the, the along with it, along with it, because he's 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 the protection that he offers me protection. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's a very it's a it's a horrible part of human society, but I don't think ever eliminated. But but in the olden days, if you were being at least at least you got home home to from to your to your house and hang around mm. and hang around with your state or state or street or in your street or in your town or village. But now you can't escape it because of social media. Your school friends are coming home with you, your bedroom. They're on your they're on yeah. your phone. <laughs> it's, mm. it's they're always there. So yeah, you never get in... that. You know that you don't get that little bit, little bit of peace. Like you know, you know, all people are always going to set up files, files, so you can keep tamping them down. But kids do them. Mean people, they people, they set up fake profiles to target me and stuff. And it's just going to happen. And what can you do? But like, it goes back to back to education. It goes back to, to you know to. To not only not only say it, but to practice, but to practice which, which is yeah. which is worst thing, worst thing when people like you know people go, oh, people be saying that, be saying that, and then they mock a a person with down the telly, the telly, same, in the same fucking sentence. You, you, oh, wow. you know, oh, wow. practice, oh, wow. practice what you know. Don't don't just say it as it as lip service, and then be acting in a way that the kid sees bullying is normal, normal. And it's also that thing like. You know about social media like everybody's on their phones like you mentioned i think with the parents are to blame as well because you know let the children go play outside because you know now, nowadays kids at six years old have a phone 10 years old yeah. they're busy have a mobile out there like oh, switching numbers on facebook instagram they're looking at TikTok, trying to imitate beyonce or all these things you know, it, as they're growing up it builds up a character like oh I have to look a certain way for, to yeah, please yeah. a certain type of people, you know. So that's where a lot of people, you know, like you said, are insecure. They just want to feed off other people's pain, you know what I mean, to make them feel yeah. themselves feel better. So that's, that's sad. Yeah. yeah. It's really sad that, you know, a, a, a young teenager judge, judge their value in life on how many likes they got Instagram, Instagram post. Like that is really, really it's sad. It's ridiculous, you know what I mean? As in, reduced the entirety of human behavior, ingenuity down to likes, likes on an Instagram post, and then be in the schoolyard the next day, going, "I got a thousand likes, you know, on my post, on my post, and I got six hundred, oh, I got four, you know what I mean?" And it's it's, yeah. it's stupid. So when, when I was younger, like when I was when I was, I was in around, I was in around the house. Never mind, never mind. Never mind watching telly. If in the house, in the house, it was a sunny day outside. My mother is kicking me outdoor. It's like, door. it's like go out and play football. Go going, away. Yeah, yeah. It's the same as us as well. Yeah, run out, yeah. run out, fuck out. No, out. it's the same like that as well. When we're young, like if you come back from school, like your parents have to go looking for you. They have to go yeah. asking so around. And like, it's dark. Yeah, it's dark. Yeah. You have to go around looking for you. Like, where the hell is this? Like, you leave. If it's a weekend, you're off. No school. You leave the house in the morning after your tea, and they won't see you again until late at night, where they have to look search, searching for you. Like, where the hell is this your boy? You know? No, like, when I was on my stage years, years ago, like, my lads, like, lads, like, the lads would be calling in to be at eight, and we'd be, and we'd be going up the fields and up the building sites. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't really need to be, need to be taught. You, 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 you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, would you, would you, 
would you say like maybe kids spend too much time with themselves like alone with their thoughts than we used to back in the days yeah some of them do and some of them don't i suppose some of them i don't know that may be that may be a part of the issue that don't spend no thoughts they're spending time spending time on the screen so they're not acting acting yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Kids are to be learning to be comfortable uh, like a kid in the room and the room anymore with silence silence for thirty seconds. I can't do it. I can't do it. No, as in I I, I meant in a way like you know, like social bullying. A, a lot of them they're just in their rooms, you know, bottling up just by themselves without interact. Because you know when you're around people, you're there, you have no time to be looking at Twitter or whatever. No time to be thinking of oh, Stacy said this in my picture. I feel so mm. bad because you're busy like running around, playing tag and all this. Mm. But when you're at home in your room, you don't want your mom. You want your mom to knock in her own house on your door, and then you're there looking at all these negative things and nobody to. You just feel like the world is against you. At many percent. So yeah, especially if you're, you, you you literally air on your. As I said, as I said, your bedroom with you. So it's you. For you, Steve. For, you, Steve. for someone who is, let's say, who's someone to the people that are going, who are seeing this, and there's someone who's going through something like that. They probably haven't said it to anyone, but maybe they do get every now and then they have that feeling of mental breakdown or depression or anything like that what would you like for anxiety if for a person that has gone through this what what what's what word what in a sentence what would you say to someone right now who's seeing this and has never ever came to, to say to someone about how they feel it happens to them they go again smile again someday they go into that situation i know the people today that are going through this type of uh, mental health problems. I've never said it to someone, and maybe now it's four years. They might have phases. Sometimes they're okay, and sometimes they start smiling. They think, "Oh, now I work through it," and they think they move on, and then it happens again. What's what would you say before we go to the end of this? What do you say to someone out there that is going to see it from a person like you who's been through a mental? I, I would say, I would say, reach out, reach out to any. Anyone that you want that you trust, that's hard. That's hard. Do do. The alternative is a lot worse than the act of reaching out. And if you can't, if you don't trust someone, I know a lot of a lot of, a lot of teenagers have messaged me. They, they, they can't. They can't go to their go to their GP. They'll find out. They'll find out, and they can't tell their parents because they won't accept. So so they're stuck in that no, nowhere phase. But I would just say to reach out to even your even your GP or even for people for people that's now it's now message message yeah fucking mess fucking message I best to talk yeah yeah you know what I mean I'm I'm any of you guys like throw anyone a message sometimes it's better it's, it's better and it's better to talk to a stranger you don't fear you don't fear their judgment whereas you might fear your pay judgment or your friend's judgment. Uh, um, we really appreciate it. I think this this was a very good session. We really needed to tackle this uh, mental health topic and with a special guest as we have there. His name is Steve-O. 
Timothy, Farmer Michael. Michael. You can check check him out as well on YouTube. Sir Steve. Sir, don't check me out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, if, if, if the people want to enjoy the crack and the laugh that you have uh, on the YouTube, YouTube, star, it's Sir Steve or Timothy. Um, lots of videos that you can laugh at out there. Uh, I mean, more, I mean, I mean, I mean, many of them as well too. So yeah, there you are. <laughs> a good thing. And I really, really, <laughs> black body, that's it. <laughs> and really appreciate to Steve for taking your time to actually join us on five rounds. You know what I mean? And to help us with this. And it was no right person for this. We needed you as a big one of the advocate. I, I. I understood mental health more because of you, because of how you explain your stories, the way you say your things about you. No, that's when I understood that. Well, so this thing actually can happen because I know you in person of a person where you are 24-7. Woo-hoo-hoo. I never, when I, then until when I heard your whole story, when I was like, so this guy actually has this type of mental suffering and still like this, you know? But that's when you when you have when you have a very a very age you become, age you become a master of hiding it. Become a man mm -hmm. of, of hiding it because because if you have anxiety, have anxiety and you're young, hide that shit, that shit. So you act outwardly. You steal, steal. You rob cars. You go to jail and did. But they were trying to we're trying to act. They, they, they put their child their child for fucking macho. You know what I mean? Inside I was inside I was fucking dying and then, so you become mm -hmm. a master of hiding. Okay, once again, to wrap, to wrap this up, right, thank uh -huh. you uh -huh. very much, Steve, for coming on. Um, the five round thank team you, appreciates your presence, and I am sure our viewers okay. are going to love this. Um, You've really given us an insight, and um, uh, no. we want to we want to catch you on the next topic, of course, <laughs> or as a viewer, or even as part of the team. You never know. Um, yeah. Politics. Don't worry. I'll bully him again into coming on, no matter what. Otherwise, I know where he lives. I go down there, break the windows, break the car. So you know what I mean. I know where he is. Hold, hold on a minute. We just spoke about mental health. Like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> All right.